Hello, and welcome to Adopter Stories by Adoption Now. Across our website and social media, we talk a lot about adoption support. Now, support for our children is our number one priority. We're also passionate about supporting adopters throughout the adoption process and beyond. We're extremely proud to have our own team of specialist, therapeutically trained adoption support workers who are there for you once you've been approved and matched with a child or children. But you don't have to take my word for it, because in this episode we're talking to Elaine and Laura, two of our social workers who are on our adoption support team. They're here to talk about what that support actually looks like and how they go about delivering that support. So without further ado, let's go straight to the interview. Well, Elaine and Laura, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. So perhaps we're going to start by introducing yourselves and your roles within adoption now. Hi, I'm Laura and I'm a social worker on the adoption support team at Adoption Now. And I'm Elaine I'm, and I'm also a social worker on the team. So we're here today to talk about adoption support and what that looks like here at Adoption Now. So what is the role of the adoption support team? Well, I think the first thing to do is to dispel the myth that when you adopt, um, that's it, you're on that journey alone because that is certainly not the case at Adoption Now. We have a whole um, team of social workers and family support workers that are here to um, provide advice, support, um, encouragement um, to families as they move along that journey. So you can actually apply for adoption support? Well, adoption support is open to everyone. There's no limits on families, age, where you live. It's, It's open to all our children within our boundaries. Um, and children that are placed within our in our six local authorities. Yeah, and um, the age range um, is managed by regulation. Um, it's eighteen up to the age of eighteen for absolutely everybody. Um, up to twenty one if the child is in higher education, and up to twenty five if they have an education and healthcare plan. But the regulations look like they're going to change um, and hopefully it will be up to the age of 25 for everybody within um, a few years. So um, that's where we hope it's going to go. It's a nice positive change forward, yeah. Okay, so how how do you go about delivering that support to adopters? Well, we operate what we like to call our pyramid um, of support and the, the base of that pyramid are services that we hope that anybody who is connected in any way to adoption now will access. So that's families that we might have approved um, as adopters and also people who may have been approved by another agency, but they've taken children from adoption now. And the the sort of base of that pyramid is the services like we have um, something called Reaching Out, which is printed information that goes out to everybody on our mailing list um, at periodic intervals, telling them new developments that are around, information that might be useful to them. There's one about to go out um, in the next few days, which talks about um, free holiday activities that are operating in each of our six local authorities. So ideas that families might have for planning um, in some things um, over the summer. So reaching out is one thing. We also have a number of social events. So we have a summer picnic um, coming up where we're putting on some entertainment um, and and things whilst families get an opportunity to come and meet 
um, with one another. And we offer a, a number of workshops. And again, they're things that anybody can book onto um, at any stage in their adoption journey. And often people revisit those workshops because something that um, has one level of meaning when you're starting out on that journey, when you've had your child living with you for three or five years, um, has a different sense of meaning. So that's what we would call our sort of universal services at the base of the pyramid. Above that, then um, we have kind of um, families who feel that they need a little bit more support than that, and that's absolutely fine. And so they might ring in and say, um, can I have a worker allocated um, to my family, our family? And um, that worker would then unpick with the family kind of what the issues are that they're facing and maybe offer some short-term support, or we might need to think about some longer-term support for the family. Um, if we're looking at that longer-term support, then we need to think about who is going to deliver that longer-term support. Um, sometimes that's delivered by one of our um, team members. Sometimes we go to um, a resource that's available for all adopters across the country um, who live in England, I should uh, <laughs> add as a qualifying <laughs> statement there. Um, and that's called the Adoption Support Fund. Um, and that's where following an assessment that we've undertaken, we can apply to the Adoption Support Fund for um, a therapeutic package um, that can be delivered um, either with parents or with children or with parents and children together. It's bespoke to the needs of um, every family. So that's what we would kind of call the layers um, of our pyramid. And all of that is available to everybody depending on what their needs are at any given time. And people can move kind of between the layers of the, that pyramid as is necessary for them. It's quite a bespoke package that's delivered. It's absolutely um, bespoke and it's negotiated um, with the individual family. You know, we bring our expectations expertise in terms of knowing the therapeutic support that is available out there um the family bring their expertise of the knowledge of the children yeah they're the ones who are living um in that situation and believe me some of the older um adopted people have their own view of <laughs> um what support they um want because you know when children certainly get to secondary school age then we need to be involving them yeah. um in what the package of support is going to look like and what they're prepared um to engage with in terms of adoption support though we also do support consultations for every child that is matched um, which gives us a chance as the adoption support team to give advice about the adoption support plan going forward. So the short term support that might be needed from a child moving from a foster placement into an adoptive placement, that first year of settling the child, but then also longer term until yeah. that child's 18 of what issues might potentially be there and how we would support that going forward. And that they know we're here as a team that they can they know where we are to reach out if they did need us at any point. I think that's really important because um, when we set up in Adoption Now, we were called the post-adoption service. And, and there was quite a clear sort of line of demarcation that we didn't become involved until the adoption order had been made. But um, 
you know, we've all learnt um, along this journey and we know that adoption support needs to be woven in yeah. really from the time that um, somebody rings up to say that they're interested in becoming an adopter. So they know it's there. And so um, people know what will be available and they're not kind of anxious about moving forward on that journey. So we've dropped the word post because that isn't doesn't apply to us in adoption yeah. now. We're the adoption support service and we provide adoption support at every step along that journey. So what would you say that are some of the most common issues that adopters come to you with when looking for adoption support? So we get a whole range of um, families reaching out to us for adoption support. I think some of the more common issues that come through around the behaviour of a child and the emotional regulation of the child, um, that they're showing signs of aggression or hitting out or just being very emotional, meltdowns, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and our adoption support duty worker, when a family would first contact us as adoption support, that first port of contact, we'll try and unpick some of their issues, see if there's any wider issues, any wider things going on for you as a family, but also to give some immediate consultation and support around, think, have you tried this? Or what have you tried previously? Has it worked? Has it not? And unpick some of that with you before it goes on then to, to like Elaine said, more of the triangle of support of, do you come to our social events? Do you know who we are as a team and what we provide as training and workshops? Um, we would always people ring us when they think it's a relatively trivial issue. Because trivial issues are easily supported, resolved, and mm. the family can move on. Um, I know people sometimes have a sense of feeling that they want to achieve themselves and they want to go it alone. But if that going it alone doesn't really um, take them to where they want to be, then it can be much more difficult yeah. for us to unpick. Another common issue that often families come to us about, though, is life story work. Um, you know, some of our children that we place from adoption have some quite difficult information um, that is their past. Um, and adopters can understandably be a little bit anxious about how to share that information. And we run regular workshops about sharing information. We also offer um, individual support to families about them sharing that information. And we have um, trained therapeutic life story work practitioners on the team who can do a specialist piece of work where that's needed. So that's quite another common issue, mm. I would say. We also have on the team um, some coordinators as well. So if there's any issues that do come up around um, letterbox contact, we've got specific workers as well as our adoption support team to help unpick that and and support any issues that come up in terms of chasing letters or supporting writing letters if you're unsure what to write from either the adopters or the birth family we support both sides to make sure that that really important connection to families can continue. I suppose if we move on to think a bit about some of the challenges, we would say, you know, let us take on the challenges for you if we possibly can yeah. to a family. So some families will ring us and say that they don't feel that school get their children, um, that they're maybe being 
labelled as um, naughty or difficult in some way. And um, we try and support a family by taking on that education of the, the school staff. And we have run... I can't tell you how many schools we've run training <laughs> courses for um, around attachment, around the things that um, the early brain development that make children um, react. One of the thing message that we give to um, adopters all the time is that they're parenting their children in the present, but the child can be responding based on their past experiences. Yeah. And that's a really powerful message to give to school staff as well and that can really help them understand that this isn't a child being naughty mm. this is a child that is struggling with what's being expected of them in that particular environment and that by changing their strategy and their approach just a little bit they can make their life easier <laughs> and make the child a lot calmer in school yeah. which then helps the adoptive family as well if the child's going yeah. home um less dysregulated yeah. so um that's um a big piece of work that um, we take on to support adoptive families. So we would always say, don't take on that battle yourself. Let us um, take that on. I think sometimes adopters and schools have different opinions on how the child presents. So the child might present as being quite settled in school and can hold it together until they get home where they feel safe and they can let out some of them emotions and some of them anxieties that are built up through the day. Yeah. So the school aren't necessarily seeing the, the behaviours that home are seeing or vice versa. It might be that they're settled at home but have presenting issues at school. And some of the work and the support we do is around getting them both on the same page mm. um, and helping them understand why a child is presenting that way and how we can best support them going forwards. So it comes across as very much uh, teamwork, doesn't it? It is. Um, you know, again, it's that triangle because, you know, then it's the triangle of the family um, as, as an agency and the school or other organisation, if it's an, a different organisation that's struggling yeah. with. And if we all work together, um, then we're much more likely to make progress there. So, um, you know, let us help with those things is what we would say. I suppose... Um, you know, it's always good to talk about some success stories, but really we would say for every family, it's about the journey that they're on. Yeah. Um, so we wouldn't want to suggest that the, so some families succeed with the implication that other families don't succeed. Um, the way I try and talk to families is that we're always walking the journey of adoption support. Um, we encourage and urge families to walk on that journey with us. If they want to go out of that revolving door for a p short period of time and say, you know what, we're, we're okay, we can mm. do this alone, then that's absolutely fine. We're not going to go chasing them. Um, but if they then in the future decide, you know what, I think I could do with some support again, we'll still be on that journey. Yeah. Just come back through that revolving door um, and we'll move, help you move forward. And, and that's really what I would rather talk about, about the progress that each family makes rather than a particular success story. Um, you know, we, we do have some families that feel that they've got to a much better place than they were and then we haven't heard from them again for two or three years. We have other families where we might be involved with them for five or six months. Um, 
they walk out of that revolving door for a similar time period and then they come back and say, you know what, can we just have a little bit more of the same? And that's absolutely fine. That's a success for them because they felt able to come back and ask for that support again. But I think that's where the core support package of the training and the, the social events that we put on throughout the year is really useful because even when there isn't an allocated social worker and actually things seem quite settled within the family, they can still touch base with us and still have a one-off conversation, yeah. know we're still here and, and normalise adoption support that it's okay to ask for help. I know we have quite a few families who do come to us and say that friends and family don't understand some of the issues that they're facing um, and will offer advice that doesn't quite fit their situation. Is that quite common? I, yeah, I think quite a lot of families that come to us, mm. that'll be the first conversation that they'll say, that they, you know, they've spoke to friends and family and they've tried it their way and it's not worked for them. So quite often they'll come to us to say, is there another way? We've tried everything we can think of. Yeah. Have you got any other advice of how we can approach this to help help the child, help the family as a whole, to just be happy and move forward as a family? But I think another thing that's important there is one of the things that I've done a number of times is where people feel that they are at odds with their network because maybe the network's suggesting a kind of behaviour modification approach and we know that that isn't kind of therapeutic enough for um, the children that we place for adoption, we'll offer to do a workshop specifically for those adopters, that adopter's network. Um, So um, that can help educate everybody so that they feel supported by their network, that everybody understands why they're parenting in the way that they are. So that's another service that we, you know, can and do provide for people. Education is a big thing then, isn't it? It's it's a huge thing because, you know, there's nothing scary really about parenting an adopting child if you're open to recognising that it's different from parenting a birth child. Yeah. Um, but you get that adoption support. Come to Adoption Now because you will get that adoption support all the way along that journey. So to anyone that's actually thinking about adoption or started the adoption process, what would you say to them from an adoption support side? I think just come to get to know us. Get to know us and know that, like Elaine has already said a few times throughout, that we're here at every point of your journey and there is no point uh, that you're not welcome to come and ask for that help, ask for that support. We've got an open door policy. Just come along and get to know not just us as a team, but other adopters. You know, we've got nurture groups for very young children um, where other children and families quite local to each other get to know each other. We're just about to launch an exciting project of a teenage group. Well, this is perfect time to announce it. Oh, it's perfect time to announce <laughs> it. This is um, being very, very long awaited by lots of um, our adoptive families who feel that their teenagers um, struggle with um, social friendships. Um, And so we're um, launching that um, with a kind of a a part day event on the 31st of August. So there'll be lots of information um, going out to people soon about that. So anybody that has um, 
a child that's either in second of secondary school age or is about to start secondary school um, in September, that's um, a really good opportunity for them to come and to be part of a network because it's really important that it's not only the adopters, the, the adults that know that they're part of a network and support, but that adopted um, youngsters do yeah. as well um, because they can be the sometimes they're the only person they know that is adopted and so it makes them feel different so if we can show that we have a large community of people then um, most of us like to belong somewhere and that can be really positive thank you very much for coming on sir really appreciate you coming on you're welcome thank, thank you. you now if hearing about the support that you will receive from adoption now as you think about adoption then we would love to hear from you you can call our information line on 01204 or visit our website which is adoptionnow.org.uk you can find us across all the usual social media channels just search adoption now and you'll be sure to find us thanks for listening take care and we'll see you in the next episode of adopter stories by adoption now